0: This is Self Care U with Scott, and today on the show we have the newly appointed KSF Superfight Lightweight Champion, Kyle the Bull Sleeman. Mike Tyson once said, fighting is a sport. If you're not humble, it's going to bring humbleness to you. And when I hear that quote, I think about my man, Kyle the Bull Sleeman, because he is humble about his craft, he is dedicated to his passion, and he is chasing his goals. There was nothing that will stop him to go after what he's trying to get. Some of his accomplishments include, and may I add, these have all just happened in the last few months. We're talking about the Ace Jiu-Jitsu Cup Double Gold Champ. We're talking about the Ontario Open Gold Medalist and Bronze Medalist. And the KSF Super Fight Lightweight Champion. Today we have an awesome conversation about going after your dream, being dedicated to your craft, and not being afraid to fail. This is Self-Care U, and we're about to level up with KSF Superfight lightweight champion Kyle the Bull Sleeman. What's good, everybody? Thanks for sticking around for another episode of the Self-Care You podcast. And this will probably be our last episode before we get into the holiday season, Christmas, New Year's, all that kind of stuff. So happy holidays. I hope you have a safe and happy holidays and uh, you get some time with your family, you get some time to rest and relax. And and for my guys that are on my basketball team, you know, make sure you're taking that time to to really just chill out and recover. Uh, we have an amazing conversation today with my man, Kyle the Bull Sleeman. He is... An elite Brazilian Jiu Jitsu athlete. He's been on the podcast before, and he's a great friend. I'm just really glad to have this conversation, and thankful. Uh, Appreciate everybody's support. We've heard the, or we've seen the emails. We appreciate you, uh, you know, trying to help us out. Whether you're buying merchandise, you're getting over to selfcareu.net, whatever it may be. Uh, We appreciate you, and thanks for always supporting us. But let's just get right into this episode. Here we go. Today on the show, we sit down with Kyle the Bull Sleeman. Kyle, how you doing, my man?
1: Hey, Scott. What's going on, brother? I'm doing great. Thank you.
0: Yeah, man. Life is good. You know, just kind of living it and uh, getting ready for the winter. You getting ready for winter and Christmas, I
1: guess? Uh, unfortunately, it's coming too quickly. I wish uh, summer was here. I'm a summer guy. I'm a heat guy. I like it.
0: Oh, I'm but, with you uh, 100%. Um, so what have you been up to? You know, it's been a long time since we last spoke. You were on the podcast really when we launched it. And we were just talking about it and uh, like pre-COVID or really when like COVID just hit. So I'm really interested to hear. I'm sure it seems like it's been a lifetime since we last chatted, but uh, what's been going on? Anything huge or what?
1: (laughs) Well, I just, uh, you know, just chasing my dreams as always. Um, Training hard. Always putting in that that extra work that you need to do to get ahead. And uh, just... You know, never stopping, always, always chasing, always training hard, whether it's in the gym, on the treadmill, out in the streets running or, uh, jiu-jitsu, judo, wrestling. I'm always after it somehow every day. You know, uh, that's about it. Nothing changes in my life except for, uh, getting after the same goals that I'm always hustling after.
0: Man, that's you, man. You've been authentic. I remember working at South Oshawa Community Center and me talking to you about boxing and you talking to me about Muay Thai and like, we're just having those conversations on those late Sunday nights. You've always been about it. And, you know, our relationship kind of like picked back up um, when I was speaking at one of the charity events that you happen to be at. And then we got the ability to, you know, just kind of see your community and tap back in, man, you're really about it. You're doing some great stuff.
1: Yeah. Thanks, man. I I really appreciate it. Um, You know, it's, uh, it's all about the hard work and the dedication and, uh, I think for a lot of people, they they respect the dedication that comes along with it, right? So uh, I appreciate you uh, saying that.
0: Yeah, and I know you're a coach. You and I, I think, jive on that level because we're both coaches, right? Like, I'm a basketball coach, and and I know that uh, you love to teach uh, mixed martial arts. And for me, you know, being a basketball coach, uh, really is about being able to provide people the knowledge, but also become uh, help people become the best version of themselves or become a good person. I'm, I'm interested to know, when you're coaching, what your core values are.
1: Well, when I teach jiu the the main thing for me is to help my students get ahead. It, like, whatever their goals are. If their goal is fitness and losing weight, then I'm going to make sure that I can help them down that path. If their goals are for competing in jujitsu, then I'm gonna make sure that I help them down that path. Every student is a different individual, and I have to make sure that I understand that. And it's not just a one size fits all. I have to make sure that all my students are getting the proper knowledge they need to achieve their own specific goals. So it's a tough one to balance. It's like uh, you know playing uh, Tetris sometimes. You know what I mean. You gotta. Yeah. So many puzzles that you gotta fit, right? So uh yeah, it's all about just helping guide people down the path that they want. Because what is success? Success is just about achieving something that you've made a goal, right? So I'm just trying to help everybody achieve and succeed in their own lives.
0: Yeah, for sure. You can tell that, like from one coach to another, I I know exactly what you're talking about as well. Like when I coach my basketball team, it's interesting because you got, you know, 14 males that are on the team that all have different personalities and all take information differently. And you have to make sure you navigate it certain, you know, different spots. People want to do certain things with their with basketball and reach certain goals. And you have to really like massage how you deal with or like Tetris. You really got to put the pu- like the puzzle pieces in place so that you can make sure that that person's successful. Um, you know, you're not just teaching in Bowmanville at Kelsamert, right? I've noticed that you're, you're doing seminars and things like that all over Ontario, but, but really all over the world, man. You're traveling, you're going to different countries, you're sharing your knowledge. Tell us a little bit about what that looks like.
1: Yeah, so I'm always doing uh, seminars um, because I, I, I teach for the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Globetrotters camps, and they're all over the world. Um, I also I also do my own seminars outside of the Globetrotters camps that are all over. I actually just came back from Iceland, and that was awesome. I go out there uh, once a year. Those uh, those guys at Reykjavik MMA, they find me out once a year, and I huh. come out, and I uh, I help bring the, the new, new jiu-jitsu and my style of jujitsu to their team. Um, yeah, and then, you know, I'm in Arizona teaching at the Globetrotters camps, and then I'm here, and then I'm there, and then I'm competing, and man, it's, I'm all over the map. Seems like I'm on a flight every three weeks, you
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. You're working, man. You're grinding. And what we like to call that level up, right? Movement, man. You're, you're always looking for that opportunity to grow. That's what I love about you is that every time I look over and I'm like, oh man, like, you know, I'm not doing enough. I look over and my guy Kyle's doing just as much, if not more than I am. I got to make sure I pick it up. Right. It's motivating to see someone else in the space, really trying to, to push their graph, their craft. And, uh, one of the, you know, I don't know what it was. I think it was maybe, like, a couple months ago you were with the military, right, in Ontario. I think it was in Toronto. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. I really, spending some time with uh, the Belleville Bulls and getting to know, you know, Trenton Air Base and things of that nature, I had a great relationship with a lot of individuals that are in the military. And uh, when I saw that, I thought, what an awesome opportunity. I- I'm interested to hear how, like, that happened and just, like, how proud you must have been, man, at the end of that to help some people that are servicing our, our community, but our country.
1: Yeah, man, um, it honestly gives me goosebumps thinking about it. Uh, this is my second opportunity to go out and uh, and help the, the military at the Royal Regiment of Canada. Um, they had me out to teach uh, hand-to-hand combat. So I've uh, kind of created my own sort of um, street-style combat, I, I kind of call it. It's a mix between, you know, uh, your striking arts and your grappling arts, you know, judo, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, uh, kickboxing. It's a mix between all that, but it's it's mainly about real self-defense, in you know, a real scenario. What happens if you lose your weapon? How are you going to defend yourself for real, like the real deal, right. right? So so they have me out there, and I teach those guys. Uh, we get a good showing. Um, yeah, so it's... a uh, normally I put on an eight hour day and by the end of it everybody's dead everybody's beat up and hurt yeah uh but it's awesome man like uh this time around i um I was actually awarded um by one of their chief officers or uh, i forget what it's called uh but he awarded me with a royal regiment of Canada coin Ooh. which there's only been like six hundred and thirty given to uh to military and civilians in the past, basically three, 400 years. Oh, So man. I'm one of the 630. Yeah. And man, there's probably only, and all those coins have been given out to, to military members, not a, not a civilian. Right. So
2: right. earn
1: one of those coins, man. They like, uh, you know, kind of see me as one of theirs. Right. So that's, I got it up on my wall right here. It's one of the greatest um, things I've ever achieved. So it means a lot to go out there and help those guys. And, and give back to them somehow, you know?
0: Yeah. And, and I'm just thinking about like someone in that room that you taught is going to use that knowledge to better themselves and chase whatever it is that they're getting after or just protect themselves in a situation where they're trying to protect us. Right. So uh, pretty amazing. And you should be proud, man. Only 600 plus people uh, have that award, have that acknowledgement like you did. Um, so you must be pretty proud of it, but like, what I'm trying to figure out is so that our listeners understand, um, I talk about it all the time as a coach and what I get out of coaching, but I'm interested in you personally. Like what do you get out of coaching? What what makes you happy, you know, when you see someone reach their goals or whatever it is? What kind of emotions do you get from coaching and what keeps you trying to to help others get better?
1: Well, just just a quick little example of uh, going back to the military thing, there was probably about you know, 50, 60 guys in my class per time and um, and they're the like the elite guys, the infantry guys and probably half of them after have reached out to me and said hey listen where do I sign up to a club and I've helped these guys sign themselves up to, to clubs in their local area so probably 50% of them are training martial arts on their own now just because of the class I put on so that right there just being able to spread the love of martial arts is huge for me. That that means a lot, and it's all about like, for me, it's about spreading the love of martial arts, spreading kindness. Because when you get good at martial arts, you know you don't really have to be a dick to people. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean you're, Yeah. Like, like, you're more you're more kinder to people, and you just see the world in a different place. Um. But what was what was your main question there? sorry
0: Oh, I'm just interested to know, and you know, what you get out of coaching, right? So a lot of people always tell me all the time, uh, coaching basketball, they say. You know, you're not making any money. You're volunteering. Like, you got to be getting something out of it. And the monetization for me as, as a coach is, um, the young men and women that I coach and seeing them reach their goals or, or seeing them get to where they want to get to, or even just the, the constant conversations that I have with my, with my players on a daily basis to help them get through things that, you know, maybe they don't talk to their parents about or whatever. Like that's, that's how I monetize my time as a coach. I'm interested to, to hear about like what you get out of coaching. What is it that makes you tick and keep coming back every single time?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Well, for me, I, I live and breathe this lifestyle. And w- what I get out of it is like when people come to me and say, Hey Kyle, I want to do, I want to live that same lifestyle. To me, that's awesome. To me, that shows that I'm doing something right and um if people want want to try and succeed and they want guidance i'm more than happy to guide them and uh and, and seeing them progress and seeing them continue working and 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 learn dedication and learn commitment and hard work like that means a lot to me you know that means that, that people have looked up to me and uh and and that's motivating to me when when I see something like that, right? Like I got, you know, some of my purple belts and things like that. They've been sticking around now for seven, eight, nine years. And, uh, you know, it's it's really neat to see their jiu-jitsu evolve. And now they're martial artists. They're, um, you know, they're fitness. They've lost, you know, 50 pounds. They've gained muscle, lost fat. They've improved their life dramatically. They're a better friend, better father, better husband now mm-hmm. from martial arts. And so for me, I sit back and these guys are just training martial arts. But I sit back and I see their whole lives evolving, unfolding in front of them. Yeah, right. And it's like a little movie to me. I'm watching all these these, whether they're older or younger than me. I'm watching their their lives bloom. And to me, that's that's what I like. I like to see these people thriving in their lives. People who come to me and said, "Hey, listen, I need help," and now they're thriving six years later. Like right? to me, that's like, like, I don't even have words for it. Right? That's
0: it, man. That's, that's, that's what it's about. For like, I get the same thing. I, I've coached some of these guys that I, I coach now at the U19 level. So they're, they're getting ready to go to college. Um, since they're 12 years old, man, since our first game and we got beat by like 40 points. And, and now we're at the point where last year we won an Ontario championship and, you know, we're moving on and we're getting ready for college and we're starting, you know, bittersweet because they're moving on to their, you know, other coaches and college clubs and things of that nature, but watching them grow from like the, when they're 12 years old to right now where they are as 17, 18 year olds is, is crazy, man. To see them grow as adults and start to chase their goals and, and know that hopefully I have laid um, some positive foundation so that they can uh, become great human beings and get after whatever they're trying to get after. Right. That's, that's, that's what really what it is, man. That's what it comes down to. Right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, they become, they become better, you know, women or men because of your guidance, because of your mentorship, right? So without you in their lives, who knows where they would be, you know? Like, we don't realize how big of a, a of a tool we can be in some people's lives when you have a positive attitude.
2: Yeah, very
0: much so. and And just, like, the ability to understand that. It might not click right now, but that individual might take that information 10 years from now and it might click and, and it might benefit them in a decision or, or making a choice or showing some kindness or whatever it may be. Right. So, um, let's get into, let's get into what it is, man. I'm really excited. Uh, you know, I pay attention to, to your path and what you're after and this last competition that you got into. Uh, the KSF super uh, super fight, right? The lightweight championship on the line. Uh, I'm interested to hear how that how how that happened for you. What went down? Just tell our, our audience, you know, kind of a highlight of uh, what I would imagine is uh, a point in your career.
1: Okay, so um, we have um, at Cal Samart Martial Arts. Um, I, I promote this um, super fight series, and we have color belts on the card. And we have a black a, a black belt superfight league, so the black belts are in a league, and there's a roster and and divi- uh, divisions, right? So in yep. lightweight, middleweight, heavyweight, there's a roster of like seven or eight guys that have to compete to to win matches to you know eventually be the number one contender and then compete for the title. Blah blah blah. You get it, right?
0: Yeah, I totally got it. Um, yep. And the
1: yeah, and then and the color belts. Uh, What I'm doing is basically giving these guys a platform to showcase their skills. All of us, whether you're black belt or white belt, it's a platform for the Canadians to showcase their skills because in the States, there's all kinds of big shows and events that they can showcase themselves. Well, in Canada, there's not a lot of that, right? So Mm -hmm. I have to take that step and, and be that guy that does it for everybody so everybody has a platform to showcase themselves. So that's what I've done. Brendan Kellogenic from Kelsayma uh, Martial Arts. Him and I, you know, team up and we create these events. And uh, yeah, just about the title match. Like, uh, won a couple matches in the in the roster and built myself up to the number one contender. And uh, yeah, I had a uh, match uh, last Saturday against the other number one contender or number two contender, uh, Robert Anderson. Okay, And uh, we faced off for the lightweight title. And uh, yeah, I was able to uh, take that home.
0: So tell me a little bit about um, so our listeners understand, because, you know, I, I imagine if you're just new to the sport, you know, there's certain levels, obviously, black belt being like the, the elite. Uh, tell us about your competitor, maybe their pedigree that they come from. Do you know very much about them?
1: Yeah, Robert Anderson. He's a he's an OG in the uh, jiu-jitsu and martial arts world. He's been around since probably you know two thousand four, grinding it out mm-hmm. just like I have. Um, he's from a uh, Gracie Academy in I want to say um, Western Ontario. Okay. Yeah. Um, Anderson Brothers Martial Arts is the club that the, that he owns. Him and his brother Chris. Um, yeah, and he's been, he's a second degree Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, and he competes, uh, very regularly as well. Um, he's a badass, and so is his brother's a badass. They're both black belts. And, uh, they both compete on our card. Um, Chris Anderson, he just won on our fight card, and, uh, Rob Anderson's won a couple, and yeah, so he, uh, faced off against myself. But yeah, he's, um, you know, a high level competitor, competes all over. He's uh, been competing in Ontario and Canada. Yeah, like I said, since.
2: Since
0: 2004, yeah.
1: Yeah, since uh, tournaments began, basically, right? I don't even know if it was tournaments in 2004. To be honest, I think around 2006 they started.
0: So, as an OG, too, you got to, like you mentioned, Western Ontario. So, there's there's guys coming from all over, I imagine, is like the GTA, the hotbed for mixed martial arts. Is that what it is, what it is or?
1: You know what? The GTA has has become a mecca for jiu-jitsu, really. Um, okay. Because of uh, Team Cicero Costa and Jiu-Jitsu for Life team, those are the two biggest teams in Canada. And they the, the headquarters is out of Toronto. Right. Okay, And both teams have direct routes to Brazil. So, like for example, the team that I train under is Team Cicero Costa. And so Team Cicero Costa sends up the Brazilians, Brazilian black belts and brown belts from Brazil. They mm-hmm. send them up to train with us for six months. And they train with us for six months. Um, and then they go back home and then a new crop of them comes up. So we're always getting fed with the best guys in the world, right? Yeah. So we're able to, the guy uh, like us, black belts in the Toronto area, we're able to have access to train with these world-class guys all the time, which makes us world-class as well. Yeah. um, And and very thankful to be a part of one of the the two best teams out there. And uh, yeah, so.
2: Well, yeah, um, it's
0: it's really sometimes it's about like uh, your competition raises your ability and your skill set. Right. I tell our guys all the time, like we want to play the best, like we practice all the time because we want to play the best basketball players that are in the GTA and in Ontario because we want to challenge ourselves and find out what that line is. So I imagine it's much much the same in MMA. you test continuously testing yourself against new talent so you can stay sharp, right?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. It's all about elevating your game. Like the guys that come up from Brazil that I train, like I train every morning from 9 to 11 with these guys, and, um, you know, they're, they're the best of the best, right? right? So as long as I'm in there grinding for two hours every day with these guys, my body and my mind has to create adaptation to that right so that's what it's all about putting yourself in a in um in a situation to create adaptation to get better you know
2: yeah, yeah
0: man you're definitely you know using that level up mentality chasing your goals you're dedicated to your craft uh congratulations man so you're the ksf super fight lightweight champion so that's pretty awesome obviously we're talking about you know some people that are coming from great uh, pedigree but also you've been you've been doing your business man you've been going so it's like some of these showings that you've been at you know the ontario open the ace jiu-jitsu cup uh these are just some of the events that have happened recently but i know you're you're continuously ticking when you're going to iceland you're going to uh globetrotters camp things of that nature but tell us about uh the ontario open tell us about what ace jiu-jitsu cup kind of looked like and and how those results turned out for you
1: yeah so um like the ace jiu-jitsu and ontario open these are like um provincial size tournaments so these are kind of, these are just like warm-ups for me i just see these as normal training days. um i was able to get um In the Ace, I got uh, gold in my division and gold in the open weight. And then in Ontario Open Nogi, I got gold in my division and bronze in open weight. Um, and but for me, it's just a normal training day. Like it's nothing special. I don't big it up to anything. Um, I just say okay, instead of training on Saturday, I'm gonna go compete in this event, just to you know, just to make sure that I'm. When I go to the big events, um. I can say to myself, okay, this is just another day. I'm used to this.
2: Right. Right. So yeah. I do
1: these tournaments in Canada as as just a normal training day to keep myself mentally as a competitor. Right. Because, like, for example, the big ones are like the IBJJF events. So, like, next Saturday, I'm uh, competing in Nashville in an IBJF event, which is the big one. Right. It's, those are the big events, the right. International yeah. Federation. So, like, I do competitions around here just to, just to, like, just as normal training for the big ones. And then the IBGF Nashville is just training for the bigger ones. Like, I'll be in, in January, I'll be in Paris competing in the European Grand Slams, like European um, World Championships, basically. And right. then, uh, you know, in, in March, I'm, I'm competing in the Pan American Games in Florida. And then August, I'm in the World Championships in Vegas. So like I try and do all these competitions as just training. You know? Yeah. The so big you,
0: are, yeah. So you can sorry, so you can lead up and prep, you know what I mean? You do any fine tuning that you need so that you can be at peak performance when it comes to these competitions, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So I'm interested to know then, like obviously you have your schedule laid out, you kind of know how you're gonna you push yourself, certain camps, things like that. Um I know that we chatted in the summer when you went to Worlds, right? Uh, how did that go for you?
1: It went great, actually. Um, got I, I did a hard eight-week training camp with everything I could possibly do to prepare myself um, physically, mentally, um, put in the hard work, a lot of conditioning, anaerobic, aerobic, uh, a lot of lifting, a lot of running, and a shit ton of jiu-jitsu and wrestling and judo. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I went to Vegas and uh, put all my chips on the mat. And uh, I was ma- able to make it to the third round in. So you got to win basically, um, it, it's like a tournament style. So when it, uh, if you lose a match, you're eliminated from the tournament. Right. Uh, so winner moves on until there's uh, three people left basically for second and third. I was able to make it to the third round. Uh, I won my first two matches, uh, the third round. And uh, the third round, it was two-to-two two tied. So when it's a tie, it has to go to a ref's decision, right? Oh, and it could no. have went any which way. Right. And they raised his hand. Um. So I lost in the third round. Um. But if I had won that match, I believe I would have uh, won a bronze medal in the Worlds. So the, the Worlds bronze medalist slipped out of my fingertips.
0: Yeah, and you're right there, man, right? Like, you could just yeah. feel it. Yeah, so. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And, you know, that, like, uh, I'm like that in the sense that when I'm coaching or our teams are right there, we play teams. um, You know, we a couple of years ago, we ran into a team where the first time we saw them, we lost like by 40 points. And the second time we saw them, we lost by uh, one point. And then the third time we saw them happened to be at the right at championships and we ended up beating them. But like that just kept kept us going. We use that as motivation. Like we know we're there. We know we can be there. Um, you know, we know that we can beat these individuals, whatever it is in any sport. It's just that push that keeps you in that internal fire, I guess, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. It all comes down to belief in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe you can do it.
0: Yeah, very much so, man. Don't and don't and-
1: believe nothing's ever going to happen
0: Exactly. That's like, you know, what we say in uh, the gap philosophy, right? Is being authentic to yourself, because if you're not being true to who you are and you're not believing in what you're trying to chase, then what are you doing? Really? Like yep. you're just kind of loafing. Right. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a lot, I guess I want what I want to say is I'm intrigued by the work and the dedication and what it takes for you to get to the level that you're at. Um, maybe just because, for me and the work that I get to where I am, it's just common, right It's a lifestyle um, but I'm interested like every day this is your life obviously. Are you training multiple times a day? you're just training the one time? Uh, do you have a good schedule in place? How's that work out?
1: Well it all depends on my work shift as well, right but majority of the time um, like today I'm off work today and yesterday so I trained today. I was in Toronto training with the pros. From nine to eleven, then I got home. I was home by eleven forty. I had some food. Um, I chilled out for an hour. Then I went and got a massage done. Then after massage, I went back to the gym and I I worked out a bit and I did a three kilometer run. And then I came back, um, had a little little more food, and now I'm on the the uh, podcast with you. Yeah. Um, same thing with yesterday. Um, so days that I'm off work, I'll train twice a day. Um, days that I work, I'll normally like, say I work four to midnight shift. I'll get up in the morning. I'll train from nine to 12, uh, nine to 11, come home, eat, take a quick nap. And then I'm off to work from four to 12. Right. Right. And, uh, if I work day shifts, I work two weeks days and two weeks afternoons. So when I'm on day shifts, I wake up in the morning and I go to work and then I come home and I try and hit the gym. Like, if i have done work at 3, I'll hit the gym at, like, 4 to 5. Then I'll come home and eat a little bit. Then I'm back training at jujitsu from, like, 7 to 8.30 sort of deal. So even if I'm working, I try and get two workouts in.
0: For sure. Well, I got an interesting question then for you because our guys right now on our basketball team and any athletes that are listening, anyone who's dedicated to what it is that they're trying to get to, um, what's some advice that you can give to a young athlete that – um, is really on the cuff of chasing their goals, but you know they might just be need a little bit of motivation. They might just need someone to to give them a little bit of push to to be in the right direction. What would be something that you would say to the, an individual that's in that, you know, in that realm that you are trying to chase their goals?
1: Well, I tell people, I say you got you got to want it. Like if you want it, you have to get after it. And when I wake up in the morning, I'll tell you right now. I'm sore and exhausted. I'm not motivated. So I have to count on discipline. I have to get disciplined. And I have to chase what I really want. What do you really want? Because when I wake up, I'm sore and I'm beat up from the last three days. There's no motivation. I have to be disciplined. And in order to be the best you can be, you have to do things that others don't want to do. Like for me, there's guys running through the snow at four in the morning. There's guys... At the gym at four in the morning, there's guys working to outwork me, but that can't be the case. I have to be the one in the spot. I have to be the one outworking them. It has to be about me. I got to do that work. And if you want to do that, if you want to get, if you want to do it big, man, you got to, you got to do that work. You got to outwork the competition. No if, ands or buts. No bullshit. No excuses. It, it's going to be raw. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a lot of hard work and you got to sure. count on discipline.
0: For sure, man. Well, I, I know some guys that are going to appreciate that because and they always hear me say it to them. They always hear me talk to them about dedication and being disciplined to what you're trying to do. Put that work in when nobody's looking, right? And uh, it'll be good for me to show them that clip and, and that they understand that there's an elite athlete, no matter what the sport is, that's chasing their goals. And that's what it is that you need to get to in order to be elite. Um so what's what's up next for you? What do you got on the docket uh for our listeners so they can pay attention to what Kyle the Bull Sleeman's got going on?
1: So um I'm just finishing up my uh my training camp here for the IBGF Nashville. Next week is taper week, so I'm gonna start tapering down so my body can freshen up a little bit so I can perform on competition day, which is November eleventh in Nashville at the IBGJF open. And then um, I'm gonna take probably five days off and let my body fully rejuvenate, fully repair itself. And then it's gonna be balls out, extreme hard work until January 21st, until I fly out to Paris for the European, um, the European Championships, which is a a, a a Jiu-Jitsu Grand Slam, they call it. So the Grand Slams are Europeans the pans and worlds. Those are the three grand slams. Right. So I'll be going to, uh, two euros in Paris and, uh, trying my hand there. And I think I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to go up a weight class and that will help me, uh, keep me from having to diet down and deplete myself. And, um, you know, I'm just going to try my hand, uh, you know, lift a bit more, maybe put on a couple pounds of muscle, not have to, you know, eat so light in a caloric deficit for the four weeks leading up to it and see see how I perform. Right? It's all about, you know, testing out the waters to see where I perform best. And, uh, yeah, so that's what's next for me. And then and then uh, PANS in March. I'll be in Florida and Orlando competing in the PANS. Um, but in between then, I'm going to be doing, you know, ontario size, uh, canadian size competitions um, yeah. just to keep sharp in between
0: right and you know what i loved what you just said there is just like that uh sweet science right is like figuring out where your body will be at peak performance and where you perform at at the best and trying new things and and making sure you know if the, if you're doing this going up in weight class whatever it may be uh being diverse in in the way that you're progressing i love it i think it's a it's awesome but listen you know that and i know that this is expensive you have some great people that are backing you, uh, that support you and with self care, you and level of leadership, we're about making sure that the community knows the individuals that are, that are backing some of our elite athletes. So to speak, why don't you, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about those people that are invested in Kyle, the bull Sleeman.
1: Well, first of all, most of the stuff wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for a uh, friendly canine dog training Academy. They have my back like, uh, Like, unbelievably, and uh, they make sure I get to where I need to get to. Um, They know I have big goals, and uh, they're so supportive. And, you know, if I got to go somewhere to achieve my goals, they they have my back, and they make sure I get there. Um, A lot of this wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for them. And it all comes down to hard work. None of this would be possible if I didn't put in that work to begin with, to earn that, Right. Right. Um Popeye supplements, they help me with all my supplementation, my vitamins, my protein powder, my electrolytes. Um you know, there's um auto tire and safety in Oshawa, they help me a lot. Um, you know, anything I need, I can reach out to those guys as well. Um you know, Maniac Movers, they help me with uh, you know, any any cost that I need for registration and things like that. Um okay. And Cal Samart martial arts, they're they're always always having my back as well. So at this point for me, it's like uh, I put in such hard work. Now that you know, um, whatever I need, I can I can kind of you know get a hand with, right? So it's uh yeah, so it's, it's a blessing to have it, uh, such a supportive team uh, behind me. It's like it gives me goosebumps right now just just thinking about how much support that I have, and you know like. This is this is also another thing for me is like when I go when I travel to compete, losing doesn't even affect my like losing the thought of losing doesn't concern me in the least because like I'm surrounded by unconditional love that how can I lose? Like even if I didn't get my hand raised, I still didn't lose. I'm surrounded by unconditional love. You know, like
0: That's right, man. man. That's it. Just,
1: just get after your goals because you have people that love you and if you fail and get knocked down, man, then nothing changes. Nothing changes. You get back up and you go again. That's it. Yeah. Right? That's, what's, that's what makes it so easy to get knocked down and dust myself off and keep going. Because there's so much unconditional love around me. I love it, man.
0: You're, you're doing it. You're chasing it. I'm a huge fan of you, man. You know, uh, I consider you a great friend. Why don't you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about how they can start tracking you, how they can see what you're doing, what it is, you know, how can they get in contact with you on Instagram and see what you got going on? Or if you have YouTube videos, why don't you give them that that whole business card?
1: Yeah, so you can check out some of my videos on YouTube. Just type in Kyle Sleeman or Kyle Sleeman BJJ. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Bull Sleeman. You can follow me on there. You can see what I'm up to. I'm always posting things leading up to events. I'm posting a lot of stuff on diet, training, nutrition. Um, I'm on Facebook as well, Kyle Sleeman. But guys, like, reach out to me anytime. Any questions you have about diet, nutrition, um, sports psychology, uh, mental training, or just even have a question about life in general, like, I got your back. Like, this is this is what I do. I'm I'm here to help people. So yeah. anybody that has any questions, uh, you know. They don't want to ask mom or dad, man, just reach out. Like I got you, man. There's yeah. No stress. I won't, You know, like, uh, I'm just here to help. So any young listeners, uh, you want to become something and reach out. I'll help you out. I'll do the best I can.
0: Yeah, he definitely will, man. It's my man. It's Kyle, the Bull Lehman. Kyle, thanks for being on the show today, man. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much, Scott. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate the positive words. Um, you're you've been a very motivated um aspect in my in my career as well so i just want to thank you for that
0: yeah man good luck man thank you brother first of all i want to thank Kyle for jumping onto the podcast what an amazing conversation we had and i think for our listeners you know if you could tap into what Kyle's got going on not only is he an athlete and he competes in brazilian jiu-jitsu across the world he's a trainer uh, he's a motivational dude. He wants some inspiration. Just have a conversation with him. Make sure you hit him up. Maybe Make sure you check out what he's all about. And uh, just look up Kyle the Bull Sleeman on Instagram. You'll find him for sure. He's an amazing dude. And you can reach out to him at any given time. He's literally that type of person. Again, thanks to everybody for all the support with Self Care You, with Level Up Leadership. Uh, get over to selfcareu.net if you're ever trying to get any of the merchandise. We got sweaters, we got shirts, we got the OG edition, the first edition that we had out. We have the sophomore edition. Uh, we have a new one coming out in the new year. We're just doing lots of work over here trying to support our community and we appreciate everybody for all the support that you're giving us at selfcareu.net. Make sure to check it out. This is Self Care U, and we definitely leveled up today with my man Kyle the Bull Sleeman.